So he's right. I struggle with women in ministry. So just say that up front. Every time I would get uh, introduced to a new church, I would know that they were hoping Tim was the one that they were introducing. We would go in together, and I was just knew they were going to be devastated that they were getting me instead of him. And uh, so many times I would say, if you have problems with your uh, preacher being a a woman, you know, I would say, me too, you know, and and literally I meant it. I struggled with it, and yet God never would release me from not at times sharing or serving in that role. So although I was never ordained or theologically trained or any way like that in the Methodist church, I was more of what you call a supply. They call that a supply. It was never, they don't really see me as a pastor, they see me as supply. But the churches did, they saw me that way. Um, this morning, the verse that I've chosen in your bulletin comes from 1 Thessalonians 5, and I probably should have put the two words before it from verse 16. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Some of you should have a polling device in your hands. We're going to begin by polling you so I know what you are thinking, the 50 of you that have those little devices, and I'm thankful to the tech team because I know this can be challenging at times. So let's begin by polling you about what you think about prayer because that's what we're going to talk about today. Aha, it's up here. What was the first prayer you remember learning? Press one for bedtime, two for mealtime, three for the Lord's Prayer, or four for others? I was fascinating when out just talking to generational differences of people. What they said was the first prayer they remember learning to pray. Now, my daughter says it's a loaded question because it's how you ask it in some ways, the results you'll get. She said, you mean one that you actually were learning by memory or first time I remember hearing somebody pray? Okay, we're at 43. There's seven more of you if you want to try to get your answer in there. 44. We're getting there. All right. Well, let's go ahead with the answers. Okay. So two, mealtime prayers. Most people remember praying and learning their first prayer. Was it God is good? God is great? And we thank you for our food? What, what is your mealtime prayer? Bedtime? Uh, that one's a fun one too, because bedtime is the third spot. Lord's prayer, the third. So interestingly enough, when I talked to millennials, millennials were telling me the Lord's prayer. My generation and older were saying it was, now I lay me down to sleep, I pray the Lord my soul to keep. And some would say, it was the morbid, morbid version where they say, and if I die before I wake, I didn't like that, you know, as a child. I didn't understand it. All right, so next question. When you pray, I'm curious, who do you typically direct your prayer? How do you start your prayers? Do you start your prayers to God, the Father, uh, Father, or, you know, Creator, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, or other. Other would be like Creator or just a generic. How do you, when you pray, who do you pray to? There's a whole theology behind that even called Christology and all that other stuff. It's fascinating. Sometimes we do it and we don't even know. We have to stop and say, okay, if I were to pray right now, what would I say? <laughs> okay, let's see the answers to that one. Most people start with praying to the Father, Heavenly Father or Father or God, and then amazingly, 3% say to the Holy, 2% say to the Holy Spirit. I wonder what other is. I've got to talk to you 9%. I want to know what that other is. Okay, next question. For what do you usually find yourself praying for most often? Are you usually praying for somebody to be healed or for yourself to be healed? 
help with a task, like I've got to take this test today, help me to pass it, or work performance, <laughs> safety or fears. I'm afraid, I'm, I'm alone tonight, I'm in the dark. Um, confession, oh, I messed up again, Lord, please don't strike me dead for speaking today. Five, adoration of God. Oh God, I think you're beautiful, you're amazing. Thanksgiving, praying for meals. Thank you, Lord, for this food. The upcoming election, I didn't put that one there. I think somebody else added that one. <laughs> what are you praying for the most right now? One person's abstaining. Oh, there we go, okay. We've had 44 so far, so let's go ahead with those answers. For health, healing, we're concerned about coronavirus, we're concerned about people who've had back surgery, we're concerned about all kinds of things. Um, and then help with, the t- uh, help with the task, something that you've got to do. And then, amazingly enough, look at that. The election and food are on equal grounds this morning with these 50 people. All right, next question. Do we have another one? When I pray, I most often pray aloud with my eyes either open or closed, even if alone. Pray during another activity while I'm exercising, working. I pray when I use a tool to guide me. I've got a whole table full of tools up here. My husband's like, what's this library up here? And I pray silently with my eyes open or closed, even in a group. I'm praying in my head quietly. So what's the most often way you do it? Doesn't mean you don't do all of them, but what, when do you find yourself mostly praying? Okay, let's see the results. Ah, most of you pray silently. Okay, 80%. I'm sure you're not shocked that I tend to pray aloud, right? You know me as a verbal processor, I talk a lot. That's not shocking. And only, look at that, zero of you use any tools. That's one of my concerns as Protestants. I I feel like we've missed out on using tools. So I'm gonna share those with you. Maybe I'll skip some other things I wanted to say today. Was there anything else I had, was that it? Okay, perfect, great. All right, so first of all, let me um, share with you that there are seasons of prayer. Do you know what I mean by that? Just like there are seasons of your life, you're born and you're, you are baptized or, or maybe you wait until you're older to be baptized, but you're born and you grow and you go to school and you go through all the rites of passages. And if you're fortunate enough to keep living, you become a teenager. And if you're fortunate enough to survive teenage years, you might get married or, or become an adult. And if you get married, you might have children or you may do that before you get married. I mean, in our culture, sometimes that happens. Sometimes we make mistakes or sometimes it's on purpose. You may adopt a child when you're single or there's all kinds of ways. So for me, there were seasons of prayer. And so the very first prayer that um, I remember um, was probably singing prayers. Whisper a prayer in the morning, whisper a prayer at noon. Did you learn that song? Whisper a prayer in the evening to keep your heart in tune. So prayer as a means of keeping my heart in tune. Or um, the wise man and the foolish man who learned that song growing up. Wise man built his house upon the rock and the foolish man, yep, I've got people know the hand signals. What's the last verse of that? God, uh, so the, prayer, the bl- prayers go up as the blessings come down. So your prayers are going up as the blessings come down. In teenage years, it was on a piano. <laughs> I used to play piano a lot. I don't play so much anymore. Once Clayton got the gift, it was too easy to quit playing, and he just made it sing. But I sat down last night, and I pulled out old old books, and I remember why prayer became so important in my life. Because all the songs talked about it. 
Come, let us reason together. That's what God says. And um, songs like, he still finds the time to hear a child's first prayer, saint or sinner call and always finds him there. Though it makes him sad to see the way we live, he'll always say, I forgive. So there were all kinds of songs that I would bang out on the piano if I were angry. And if they were soft and gentle, my mother usually knew I was in a good mood and she could approach me easier. (laughs) As a young adult contemplating marriage, boy, (laughs) anybody pray before they married their spouse? Mine was not for marrying Tim. Mine was because I was engaged to somebody else that I knew I shouldn't be engaged to. And I knew that God did not want me to marry them, so I quit praying when I started dating this gentleman. I knew God would say no, so I quit talking to him. But guess what? There came a time that I knew that I better start praying about it. And when I did, I asked God to perform a miracle, and he did. I'll tell you that story sometime, but not from here. And then God gave me Tim, the greatest gift that I could have been given. And then as a young mother, I remember trying to teach my children to pray. I don't think I did a very good job, but Clayton is very eloquent at it. Oh my goodness. I, I, my heart gets touched every time I hear him pray over one of the youth. But what I mean is, I didn't grow up with rope prayers. I was just taught as a Baptist, you just talk. You just pray, and that's good. But there are some things that sometimes it is helpful to have those rote things to uh, know. But as a, te- uh, as a mother of small children, my daughter's favorite, she doesn't remember it, I asked her this week, is we would do high chair devotions, and then I would take her outside at night, and she loved the moon. And so I, we would say the little prayer, I see the moon, the moon sees me, God bless that moon, and God bless me. So little prayers like that. And then as a mother of teenagers, oi, 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 I've got to destroy those journals before anybody gets a hold of them. So as a mother of teenagers, even though I had fabulous teenagers, I really did. It still was a chore because my spirit likes to control. Shocking, right? I like to control things sometimes. And things were out of my control. And so my friend Debbie Lawyer and I, who both had teenagers who happened to like each other at that time, and uh, we're kind of dating. They weren't really dating, but, you know, whatever, going out, whatever. We would get together and we would pray for our teenagers every day. There was a book, Every Day I Pray for My Teenager. And you pray scripture. And we would pray for our teenagers, even for their future spouses. And we both ended up with fabulous future spouses for our teenagers. And as a grandmother, my prayers have changed for the generation, after the generation, after the generation. I don't know how you pray for your grandchildren, but for whatever reason, for me, I've chosen a biblical character for each of them. Now, I'll share with you the first couple just to give you an idea of what I'm talking about. So for Evelyn, when she was born, I chose Ruth. I said, Lord, help her to cling to those she loves, but to let go of those that she should let go of to follow the path you want her to follow. Cling to those she loves, but be able to let go when the time is to let go of the people she should not leave and be with those she should. I don't know that Clayton knows that. William, I pray about the character of David. And I know some of you are shocked because we know David committed a couple huge heinous sins, right? But what I like about David is I pray for William. That as William grows up and he's confronted with where he sinned, because he's going to sin, we all sin, that he will quickly repent like David did and fall to his knees. 
Katie Beth is Esther. And I have to confess to you, I don't have a solid one for Benjamin yet. He's still growing on my spirit. So for, for Katie Beth, it is that in her beauty, she will use it to always honor God and that she will make those tough decisions and take a stand when the time comes to do the right thing. So prayer is a common thread. We all do it. We think we don't, but at some point in our life, we've done it, right? We're on that roller coaster that we wish we hadn't got on, and we're saying, oh, God, please help me to get off of here alive. Maybe you're a thrill seeker, and that wasn't when you did it. (laughs) But I have prayed many prayers from a ride or something like that. We pray for peace, and we pray for protection. I want to show you this one that I found. (laughs) Remember that verse I said many of us learned to pray? Now I lay me down to sleep, I pray the Lord my soul to keep, and God bless my brother gone to war across the seas in France so far. Oh, may his fight for liberty save millions more than little me from cruel, and you can probably read it. I have a hard time reading it from up there. This used to be one of our posters in World War I as a country that they promoted prayer during war. We do tend to pray during war, don't we? Absolutely, our coronaviruses. (laughs) And so today as Christians, I want to take us to a couple prayers in the Bible. I want to share with you a couple that I think, you know, when I had to quickly just answer yes to, you know, and give them something for the bulletin and all of a sudden I'm going, but I don't know, I haven't worked it out yet. Here are two that I thought recently have fascinated me. The prayer of Jabez got made popular several years ago. Did any of you read that little book or hear all the things on the prayer of Jabez? God, Jabez in this little obscure place in Chronicles amidst all of these you know, things says, Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, oh, that you would bless me, enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. He was um, born in pain. And so it's not surprising he asked for pain, but what we hear out of that as Americans, give me more, give me more. But God granted his request because obviously some reason he needed more. So what about the next one? The prayer of Agur. This one's the one that resonates with me. When I've struggled against poverty and wealth, two things I ask of you, Lord. Do not refuse me before I die. Keep falsehood and lies from me. Give me neither poverty nor riches, but give me only my daily bread. Where do we hear daily bread before? Lord's Prayer, right? Otherwise, if I have too much, I might disown you and say, who is the Lord? In other words, I did it myself. Or if I become poor, I might steal and dishonor the name of my God. So give me enough. Is that your prayer? I just want enough. Or do you want more? There's always different seasons. And then Elisha, when he prayed for somebody else, do you remember the prophet Elisha? Wow. He said, open his eyes, lords, that he may see. And the Lord opened his servant's eyes and he looked and he saw his hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around them. That's what Elisha saw because they were surrounded. We sing a a wonderful praise song about that, surrounded by my enemies, right? And so he said, open his eyes. He could see the spiritual that I don't see. All of the spiritual angels in this room and the warriors fighting on their behalf. But I love Luke 18, 9 through 14. And I've asked him to sing it to you because I learn more through song than reading sometimes. But if you want to know where this scripture is found, This is something Jesus told in Luke 18, 9 through 14. The way we used to do it. (laughs) This is the way we used to do it. Well, there 
there's a man I'd really like for you to know Mr. Simon is his name, folks like him so Well, he's got friends in all the nicest parts of town His name is known all around Every Sunday morning When the bells begin to ring Mr. Simon's at the church Where he does his thing Well, he loves to join the lovelies Who come to praise the Lord And he loves to hear the people singing All in one accord Here's the prayer. When Mr. Simon prays in church, he's always heard. You note his every eloquently spoken word. And every time he gets the chance, he prays out loud. Well, he loves the church. He loves the crowd. Every Sunday morning, when the bells begin to ring, Mr. Simon's at the church where he does his thing. Well, he loves to join the lovelies, that's us, who's, <laughs> who come to praise the Lord. And he loves to hear the people singing all in one accord. Teach me to improvise. While Mr. Simon's uttering his pious prayer, there's one who sits in back and seems quite unaware. You see him kneeling and you hear him softly cry. church today kneeling weeping in a most peculiar way yes I hear his reputation's not so fine I'm glad his reputation isn't mine every Sunday morning when the bells begin to ring Mr. Simon's at the church where he does his thing. Well, he loves to join the lovelies 
who come to praise the Lord, and he loves to hear the people singing all in one accord. church upon that Sunday morn. One left slightly wrinkled, the other left reborn. Thank you. So that's the tax collector and the publican. It's not that either shouldn't have prayed, and they both probably got something from the prayer that day, but one left reborn, the other one left wrinkled. <laughs> I like that. I like the way that Mr. Simon, they tell that story. So for me, I wanted to share with you, especially since the way you answered one of those questions, you say... You don't use any tools, most of you. That's not the normal practice. Doesn't mean you don't use any, it just means that's not your normal. But there are seasons of my life that I have found the tools are the key to opening up a different path for me spiritually or in prayer. So I wanna share with you a couple and I hope that some of you will take one today. One of them is called the Field Guide for Daily Prayer. I've got a bunch of them back there by the door in that little brown thing. And it's, if you're not used to praying daily, it can give you some ideas. You don't have to do it exact, but it's like a prompt. It gives you different types of prayers um, that I didn't learn from some of our wonderful people like Thomas Aquinas and all of those, some historical ones as well. It's a wonderful thing. But if that one's too liturgical for you, then you can pray scripture. So here's one that I have a couple of back there that I hope some of you will do selfishly because my husband's the pastor. It says prayers for my pastor and it has like 40 different prayers and it's all based on scripture. So like the first one, on the day I used to set these by my, uh, when I'm doing brushing my teeth. <laughs> and so I would use some of these keys. There's different ones. I have one, pray for our military, pray for my personal, who am I in Christ? Prayers for my children, prayers for healing, Prayers for the lost, those who aren't saved yet. So this one is for the pastor. I thank you, Father, that your eyes are on my shepherd. Your ears are attentive to his prayers. Your face is against those who plot evil against him. Based on 1 Peter 3, 12. For I know that in all things you work for the good of Tim who loves you. And so you would pray a prayer for your pastor. Because I'm gonna tell you that that verse we put in the bulletin I have seen the spirit moving in this place like I've never seen in the last seven years. People are coming before God asking to be baptized. They're coming, they're hungry. But I believe it's because of people like Sally and Mary Helen and Patsy and Denise Ketzel and Denise Richland who faithfully and regularly pray and have been digging the ditch for this revival for a long time with their prayers. So we don't wanna quench that spirit that's gotten started. And I'm sorry if I didn't name others of you, there's just the ones who pray with me, so I know them. <laughs> then there are things like, what are these? Some of you are grew up Catholic, and you have 
prayer beads that you use? These are Protestant prayer beads. Ha <laughs> ha, we stole them from the Catholic kind of thing. <laughs> but, um, and it has that verse, be anxious for nothing, but but everything, prayer and supplication. This one came from our, uh, oh, sorry, Shannon, if you're watching this and I get it wrong. Shannon is at a conference office. She's over leadership development to try to develop leaders. And she sent these to me during the pandemic This is what she would make at night. She would make these. God gave her the vision to make these so that she would pray. And it teaches you how to pray. You start with the invitation of the cross, and you thank God for being with you during the time of prayer. Then you do the resurrection bead, and you remember the sacrifice Christ made. And then there are seven beads uh, that you use to praise God for who he is. There are seven beads to pray for a concern. There are seven beads to confess your sin, and then you thank God for hearing you, etc., these are really neat. Something, some of you are journal people. This is write the word, cultivate prayer, grow in connection. So it gives you, you write in the day, today is, and you wouldn't have to write the date in. One day I wrote in, let's see, do I dare share with you? Um, it's a Friday with grandkids. That was that day. And what am I grateful for? This day I was grateful that David Tabert's foot was okay because I, I had taken him to the ER and that no bone was affected. I was thankful for a prayer team that I could pray with because I met with Sally and them that morning. I was thankful for grandkids and time with Echo and Matt yesterday. And then it gives me a verse to read and then you use that to write some kind of prayer based on that verse. And I did. One of the most powerful when I was in Odin as I was learning and I have neglected this practice, this spiritual discipline, Prayer and fasting. How many of you fast? You fast and pray. It doesn't say if, it says when in the Bible. If you will deprive yourself of food, you will be amazed what will bubble up out of you. And you pray in place of a meal. Or when I would get hungry, I would say, God, help me to hunger for you more than I hunger for, spirit, uh, for physical food. Let me hunger for your spirit. So there are so many things. I could preach a year's worth of sermons on prayer. We could look at different prayers in the Bible, but yes, time is about up. So nobody's given me the, oh, yet. So if you did, thank you for hiding it under your mask. (laughs) Um, But what I want to encourage you to do is I want to encourage you to pray. Pastor Tim and I, it's, it's obvious. We don't do it to be Mr. Simon, but we do it because he got sick. And it was the only thing we knew to do that was left. Why do we wait to do it at the last minute? Why don't we do it before we get sick? we decided every morning we would walk and pray. And so when you see us every morning, six days a week, we're up three to four miles, and we walk and we pray. And we begin by remembering who God is, remembering scripture, remembering prayers people have said before. One of the ones that has not gotten old with me is the serenity prayer, which many people use in like Alcoholics Anonymous, I think. Do you know that one? Lord, grant me the peace to accept the things that I cannot change. Grant me the courage, and we add, and desire, because you've got to desire it, to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference between the two. And there's more to that, but that's what we end with. And then we do our confessions every day in front of each other as we walk, and then we do our prayers for you. Many times it's because we're walking past your house or because Ashlyn's on our mind and we're praying for healing for Ashlyn, darling, or all kinds of things. Patsy Bates with the pain she's having in her back right now. Pray. It makes a difference. It changes you. 
changes others. But most of all, it allows you to become conformed more to the image of God. That's the goal of prayer. That you will change and you will be able to say with confidence like Jesus did, not my will, but your will be done. I don't know about you, but I don't pray that one every day. (laughs) I'm not quite there yet. I'm maybe 90% there, but I still got enough selfishness in me that I want my way. So that was what I have for you today. Thank you for letting me be with you this morning. And um, I will be praying for each of you. And if, I'm serious, if any of you would pray, want to pray for healing, for your children, for military, pastor back there, or just a field guide for daily prayer, this is all for somebody to take that would make my heart happy. Thank you, Joy. Thank you, Joy. Please stand. May the Lord bless you and keep you, make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May God lift up his countenance upon you, and I pray that God would give you peace. God is good and all the time. Go in peace. God bless.